CBS Sports presents the Pick 6 Podcast, featuring CBS NFL writers Pete Persco and Will Brinson, NFL insider Jason Lacanfora, and host Nick Costos. You want NFL talk? We've got NFL talk. From training camp to the Super Bowl and through the NFL draft, our fearsome foursome has you covered. This is the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Football Friday to you and yours. Nick and Pete with you. Will Brinson, Jason Locke, and Fora on assignment. Peter, let's get right into it. Thursday night's preseason action. Brother man, you're chilling in Jacksonville right now. You're texting me about the great cookies out in Jacksonville. Can't wait to have them here. Your impressions Thursday night of the uh, this quarterback poo-poo platter, Chad Henney and Blake Bortles. And I actually went to the game Thursday night. It's, it'll be the first and only game I go to until the Super Bowl because of all our commitments down there. But I went. I wanted to see it firsthand. And, uh, look, Chad Henney, Captain Checkdown, is not any good. Blake Bortles, Mr. Turnover, not any good. And that's the problem. And me personally, and then I was talking to some ex-Jaguar players who went up there in, in the press box, I'd start Bortles. I think with Bortles, you get a chance with his athletic ability to move around a little bit behind a bad offensive line. And he'll make some big throws down the field, outside the pocket and stuff. With Henny, all you get is check down, check down, check down, check down. He passed on a touchdown in the middle of the field. He had a guy wide open because he had, he lowered his eyes and was dancing around in the pocket. He, I sent that. He, Pete, he had a couple nice vertical throws in the game, Henny did. He had the one that Keelan Cole, the rookie, dropped. That would have been a big play. Yeah, that was a good one. And, but he, but he misses. He, he keeps his, I don't know. He's just a, he's just an average, below average quarterback. And Bortles isn't any better, but Bortles is younger. He can move around. Their offensive line isn't any good. I would start Bortles. Having said all that, I would call Kaepernick. In a million years, I would never say I would call Kaepernick. I would call Kaepernick. All right, Pete. So I'm going to give you the opportunity right now because you have been getting crushed by the media elite this entire offseason for your takes on Colin Kaepernick. I, you know that I agree with everything that you've said here. But say what you just said one more time and how you think Tom Coughlin and company should make this happen here with Cap. Well, you heard uh, Thursday night, the owner, Shad Khan, said he would be open to signing Kaepernick if his football people would want Colin Kaepernick. Uh, I don't think Tom Coughlin would want Colin Kaepernick. I've known Tom a long time. I know his beliefs. I know what he what what he's what he thinks about quarterbacks who move around outside, although he did get Brunel when Brunel was a quarterback who ran around. He went and traded for Brunel. I would trade for Colin. I mean, I would sign Colin Kaepernick, but here's what I'd give him. And I got heat for this on Twitter the other day from a lot of uh, know-it-alls out there, too, on in our media. Uh, I said I would give him a two-year deal for $6 million with a lot of incentives that if he plays and plays well, he can earn up to maybe like 10 to $12 million, okay? That's a fair contract for a guy who's unemployed uh, and, and is looking for work. Well, everybody said, well, you're going to lowball him just because he's sitting out there? Well, yeah. Hey, yes, That's I mean, what... f- football's a business. Yes, it's about right. dollars and cents and wins and right. losses. Yeah. And then they, and then, and Nick, you know what they do? They throw out, well, look what Glennon got and look what Cutler got. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Doesn't right. Glennon also got signed at the beginning of free agency. It's almost September and Colin Kaepernick's still out there. Of course, he's not going to get $18 million. So, yes, to answer your question, I would sign Colin Kaepernick if I were the Jaguars. But if I did sign Colin Kaepernick, I'm not playing Chad Henney in any way, shape, or form. People kill – look at Chad Henney's record, Jacksonville. I think it's 4-30 and 30 or something like that. He's terrible. Well, He's not a good quarterback. Play Bortles. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate because I actually – I really sincerely do disagree with your take on Henney and Bortles. Henney's no good. 
I'm not saying Henny's good. He's not. But Blake Bortles might be the worst quarterback on any roster in the National Football League. No. Pete, Pete, the guy cannot complete the forward pass. He's horrendous. He threw some good throws last night. You didn't watch him. No, no, but he had to pressure off and he, he had the first, his first string offensive right. line going against backups. The pressure's all been on the kid. It got into his head. He's become a disaster. So, so he goes week one on the road in Houston against JJ Watt and there's going to be no pressure. He does have 60, he does have 64 touchdown passes the last two seasons. Pete, he's, listen, I liked Bortles going into last year. I have to take a hit on that. It's over. Like the guy's no good, right? I don't think he's good either. But he's better than Henny. I don't think he is because, because, uh, listen, okay, okay, all right, let me rephrase. Bortles has a higher ceiling than Henny does. But Henny's floor is higher than Bortles. Maybe, Correct. You're going to get you're going to get a singles hitter in Henny, whereas you can get a guy who strikes out three times but might hit a home run once a game. But like for the way that this offense is constructed, if right? The offense is designed. It's designed garbage, is what it is. Okay, I'm going to put it out. Run, 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 run. They ran on every single first down in the first. Uh, Four possessions of the game. It's atrocious. It's it's from the wishbone, the veer, the single wing. My dad would be smiling because it was like his high school offense. It's ridiculous. You can't succeed playing quarterback that way. And then they put Bortles in the game, and on a third and 17, he runs the damn football. Did you see that? <laughs> it's like and, after, and you know what Marone said after the game? He said, well, we thought we got a look. We might pop one. What are you, what are you talking about? It's terrible. Um, You're always wildly entertaining on Twitter. Urge you to follow Pete if you don't already at Prisco CBS. And while you're at it, search Pick 6 on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever the hell else you find podcasts. Leave us a five-star review, mostly because I'm insecure and the reviews help me to sleep better at night. But Pete, one of the things that you've been saying on Twitter, and I kind of agreed with it when I saw it, because I think there's been a lot of optimism with Jacksonville, right? Look at the roster, and you could say, if Bortles gets it together, then if this and if that. You said that you thought Jacksonville could win six games, and after watching these first three preseason games, I think you wrote, maybe they'll get half of that, maybe they'll win three. This could, could be one of those seasons in Jacksonville where we're, we're talking about another top five pick for this franchise. Yes, I, I certainly believe that. Again, though, with the defense, the defense hasn't played well either in the last two weeks. You got to temper that a little bit because it's hard to get a gauge on uh, Calais, Calais Campbell. How hard is he playing? I mean, he plays hard usually, but, but, but what was the intensity? Malik Jackson, they're veterans who've been around. So you got to slow. And the corners haven't been on the field either together. You didn't realize that? The corners, the starting projected corners will take the field in week one, never having worked together in the preseason. Ramson and Bouye, yeah. Ramsey, well, Boye, Ramsey, and Colvin, who's the nickel corner, who's who's finally getting back. So it's look, it's not a talent. Look at their look at their line. The line is has problems at the guards, right? Big problems. They don't. Fournette's not on the field. Cam Robinson struggled last night. Marquise Lee isn't on the field. He's hurt. I mean, it's a it's not a good football team. But you know what? Take the points at Houston opening weekend. Yeah, we will. We'll give our picks coming up um, as we move closer to week number one. I, you're going to take the points with Jacksonville plus four against the Texans in Houston. I, I don't know about that one, buddy. And we've now spent seven minutes talking about the Jaguars, which may be five minutes too much. So let's move on here to a team that probably won't be an outright veritable dumpster fire this year, Mr. Prisco, the Carolina Panthers. Now, Cam Newton. Only two of two, 21 yards, did toss a touchdown to the resurgent Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin looking great thus far here. But I think if you're a Panthers fan, you got to be pleased that your franchise quarterback's back out there. First game action after undergoing shoulder surgery, Pete, back in March. 
Yeah, and, and I saw him throw last week in, in Nashville. He didn't do a lot, but the throws that you saw had the zip you wanted to see on him from, you know, from a guy coming off shoulder surgery. Then you saw him Thursday night against the Jaguars. He's a guy that made a, you know, a couple good throws. The throw to Benjamin had some nice zip on it. It was an easy throw. They had a pick play, a rub route, and he got wide open. But to me, when I look at Cam Newton, I don't think you have to worry about his shoulder. Now, if you're Cam Newton, you also be got, have to be a little careful getting outside that pocket and taking those shots. You know, he likes to lower his shoulder and run people over. Well, he's got to stop doing that as much because you open yourself up to more injury. But I think from a throwing standpoint, Panther fans need not worry about Cam Newton. And what was that quote that he gave? Because I thought it was so funny that you heard when Dave Gettleman was still around before they fired him and Ron Rivera. It's going to be a different Cam Newton this year. And Cam said, do you expect a lion or whatever the hell the quote was, a lion to act any differently? Meaning, I'm still going to go out there and run this football here. So I think that's still got to be in the back of your head, right? Because you saw Pete week one last year in Denver when he took all those helmet-to-helmet shots like He's gonna. He's still gonna take those hits because I don't think Cam Newton can help himself. He takes more shots inside the pocket that are uh, are beyond the limits than any other quarterbacks in the league. So why expose yourself to even more? In fact, I I, I think I told you the story. He was on the hundred thousand dollar pyramid playing the game with uh, Mike Strahan's the host, and he was playing against I think Von Miller or something, and he made a crack about it on there. Like how many shots he, he doesn't get the, the calls that the other guys get. He doesn't. So why subject yourself to more shots? He's got to be more careful the way he runs outside the pocket. I, I will say this about the Panthers. Their defensive line, which I thought was going to be a major concern for me because I thought they got older, it isn't going to be. Julius Peppers, whatever, whatever he drinks, if it's the Fountain Youth or whatever, I want some. He's, this is his 17th year, and he can still play in, in spurts. He can't do it all the time, but he can still play in spurts. You know what it is for Julius Peppers? Follow his wife on Instagram, Claudia San Pedro. You see pictures of her, and you'll understand why he's still got the energy to go out there on a yearly basis and dominate the way that Creep. he does. Creep. We got a creeper. Oh, I'm a total creep. Yes, I'm on Instagram. I follow. This is my Instagram feed. Are you ready? Instagram model, Instagram model. Friend from college, friend from college's baby, um, sport, sport, sports, Instagram model, Instagram model. That's usually how it goes. And Claudia San Pedro is, uh, is one of those, um, hundred thousand dollar pyramid. What's your Tinder, what's your Tinder following? <laughs> I mean, that, that, that one, I'll just, we'll just skip past that one. Hundred thousand dollar pyramid. What the hell is that? Are you, I, what's the matter with you? What do you mean? I don't know what it is. What is it? You don't never saw the game show, the $25,000 pyramid. I did not know. Like they go. When, when did they air this? Like, like when you were growing they, up they in the forties? When was this? No, it's a big, it's a big show. But you get clues and, the, and the people sit there and they got to give them to. Them. Like they go like this. They go like um, a football uh, helmet, and then you got to say things in a football game. Boom! You move to the next one. This is for the money. And they go uh, receding hairline. Loud <laughs> I voice, knew this was coming. Things with Nick Costin. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, shout out to the guy who left the comment, uh, the review on iTunes that just said three words. It was a five-star review, and it said, Costos is soft. Yes, yes, I am. You are absolutely right. Um, this Panthers offense, I don't think Pete is going to be soft, though. And Like, we want to talk about football porn. Mike Malarkey was probably watching the Panthers offense last night with the cold one and getting a little excited because it was – Two throws by Cam Newton and otherwise run, 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 run with Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey, Curtis Samuel, a couple targets there. I'm bullish on Carolina this year. I know you're not. I think this offense has a chance to be pretty damn good. You know, I'm not bullish on them, but they, they impressed me last night. They really did. I mean, they ran the ball. McCaffrey looked really good. He's going to be great in space. Stewart ran the ball. I still worry about their tackles. 
They played well last night, but I still worry about the tackles. But they're good enough inside. The two guards, uh, Andrew Norwell and, and Trey Turner, are very good, and Khalil is very good inside. But can Matt Khalil hold up at left tackle? Come on, that's a that's going to be a problem. Uh, you know, Benjamin and Funches good, but where's the speed? They lack speed on offense, other than McCaffrey. Now Samuel's going to be a good little player, but he's not really. He's more of a slot guy. I think he'll end up being effective in the middle of the field. Uh, again, their lines. You know, Star Lutalele, you say it better than I do. Ah, uh, Star Lutalele it is, right? Yes, yeah, Lutalele. Um, and, and Kawan Short got off to slow starts last year. Short turned it around. The other guy didn't. Uh, the pass rush, those guys, Addison and, and Peppers have to be good. I don't know. I just, I worry about that team a little bit. Age is starting to creep in. The secondary, the safeties have never been good. I, I, I think they're the worst team in the division, but. They did look good against Jacksonville, but so did Tampa Bay last week. Ready? Old, short, bald, can't pronounce Lutzelele correctly. Who is Pete Prisco? <laughs> and, and, and who looked good last night uh, for the Miami Dolphins at quarterback? The answer, Pete, Jay Cutler. Man, I got to tell you. Like, this was not like a cla- like a Dan Marino-type performance by Cutler, but a beautiful strike down the field to Devontae Parker, leading a couple scoring drives. Jay Ajayi looked really good. Um, Adam Gase, he got something cooking here on offense heading into the year? Well, he's one of the better offensive coaches in the league. I mean, the guy knows how to get the football out of the quarterback's hands. He knows what to do with it. Uh, you know, when when that's what people fail to realize. When Gase had Cutler in Chicago, everybody got hurt. Jeffrey played nine games. Uh, Martellus Bennett missed time. He was throwing a camp, the Meredith and guys like that. He was throwing the guys off Marcus the street. Marcus Wilson, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, so now he's got all that, the, the weaponry to work with. I mean, think about that. He's, he's if Devontae Parker, who was hurt last year, by the way, he was a guy that had a, he had a problem with his hamstring, couldn't open it up. Finally, they told him, open it up or you're not going to play. You're not going to be active. He opened it up and he started looking good. Well, I think he's up for a big year. How, 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 how good can Parker be? He could be a, a number one. I mean, he's not going to be Julio or Odell Beckham or or Des Bryant, but he's going to be in that, he could be in that next tier of guys. He's got that type of ability. So uh, I like what I saw from Cutler. You know me, I'm a Cutler guy. I, I, people call me the Cutler apologist. I don't think he's ever been as bad as people perceive him as being. I don't think he's ever going to be a star of stars. That kind of ship has sailed. But he could be good enough uh, to win games in Miami. In fact, they're going to be a playoff team. I, I really yes wild card team. See, I agree with you. I like Cutler better than Tannehill, and I feel like you and I are in the minority on this, right? I feel like most people like Tannehill better than Cutler. I just don't know, though, about this team, and I think like it's like a Jenga board, right? Like you take one one piece out, and the whole thing crumbles. That one piece is Mike Pouncey. Like if Mike Pouncey get and Pouncey plays what eight nine games a year. Like if Pouncey misses any time, and Tunsil did not look good last night either. I think that's the concern because I heard that there was a, a a silent snap count or something on that play where he didn't get it, and, and that's why he got beat. But, you know, that happens in the preseason. I feel like there's like a bomb gas mask joke to be made, but I'm just going to skip No, he's it. he's going to be a good left tackle. They're going to be fine on the offensive line. If they, they stay healthy. Methods, and they can run the ball. Well, any offensive line stays healthy. Nick, yeah, no, no, but, but this one is more injury-prone than most because the anchor correct. of the offensive line always gets but, hurt. But even like the best offensive line in the league, the Cowboys right now, they got a new left guard and a new right tackle. I mean, you got concerns. Everybody has concerns on the offensive line. Um, if you're an Eagles fan, no concerns about the quarterback position, man. When I see Carson Wentz play and, and he's throwing these strikes and he's confident and he's cool and he's collected and he's in command, all I think about is Paul D. Podesta and his computer in Cleveland and whatever formula spit out said, hey, let's trade this pick and not take Carson Wentz because Wentz, man, Wentz is the real deal, Pete, and the more I watch this kid play, 
the more I watch the Eagles, I, I might pull the trigger, and we'll make our season-long predictions coming up before the start of the regular season. I might take the Eagles to win the NFC East because I think Carson Wentz is going to have a huge, huge campaign. You you are not going to pick them to win a division because you won't because you don't want to hurt yourself with the Giants. You hate the Eagles, so that's not going to happen. Well, I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not picking the Giants to win the division, so no, I, I have to pick it. I have to pick I a team that I hate. Then we got to slow down on the reaction to all the preseason stuff. Okay, we just do. But I love this because I know your take here because one side of your mouth is going to be let's slow down, and then the next thing you're going to say is Wentz is going to have a big year. Right? No, I like Wentz, I, but there's nothing to do with what he did in the preseason. I just think last year, remember he jumped to the great start, everybody thought he was the next great, and then people figured Do, him do out you remember a what bit. the line was last year? What, what it was pre-snap Peyton Manning, post-snap Aaron Rodgers after the yeah. 3-0 start. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And, but, but then they t- figured him out a little bit, and you know he didn't drive the ball down the field like he should have. I think he's going to drive the ball more. He's going to take more shots this year. Uh, you know He's got speed outside now. Torrey Smith, for all his faults, can still run. Uh, so, yeah, and Jeffrey's a big target outside. I think Wentz is going to be much improved. Their defense looked bad last night, though. The, you know, their defense looked awful you, against you, Miami. Do you know who looked awful? Ronald Darby. Got burnt a couple times. But he's a good player. I mean, that happens. He's a good player. But, but like, but he's he's going to anchor that second. And I like him, too. You know I do. But, I mean, he looked bad. Like, like, like burnt to a freaking crisp. A yeah, couple that times. happens though. I mean, I, I don't, I put, if it's, if it's a five game thing, then you worry. If it's a one game thing, corners get beat. You know, what's interesting. I, I don't know if you know the answer to this and I'm not trying to sandbag you here because I don't know if a lot of people know the answer to this. I do. Cause I'm a degenerate. Do you know what the week one line is for that Eagles Redskins game? Yeah, I think the Redskins were Two or three, weren't they? The Redskins are a one-point favorite at home against yeah. the Eagles, which means yeah. that the boys out in the desert really, really, really like the Eagles here. Who, who are you leaning right now towards taking in that game, Pete? The Redskins. I'll take a team on home on opening day most of the time. You know, I, I kind of want to do that also, but I may have to go against what, what I usually do here. I may have to go with the Eagles in that spot because I'm intoxicated from what I've seen from that offense thus far. And this is really cool, Pete. You know, CBS Sports has the best pick games, right? The best, um, the best tools that you can use for your football pool to pick games every week. Um, you can create them for free on CBSSports.com. You can do straight up against the spread. You can do Survivor. You can do Pro. You can add college if you want. You can combine them. Confidence points. Your own custom weighting. And this is pretty awesome, Pete. We're going to have our very own picks game. Pick six, where people are going to be able to compete against you, me, Billy Brinson and Jason Lockhanfora, so people can finally see that I am the picks god when it comes to the four you're, of us, and you're, certainly you're like, better than you. You got like an imagination that it doesn't stop. Who who has won our regular season competition the last two years? You. You. Okay. CBSSports.com backslash pick six. Who has won the, the overall competition the last two years? Again, CBSSports.com backslash pick six to compete against <laughs> us. We'll be giving this link out over the next couple weeks before the start of the season. CBSSports.com backslash pick six. So we hit the two preseason games from last night, Pete. Let's spin it forward. What we're going to see this weekend in the regular season dress rehearsals. How about Mitch Trubisky? Going to get some time with the ones. Mike Lennon's going to start, but Trubisky will play with the uh, the first-team offense in Chicago's preseason affair in Tennessee. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, it looks like Glennon's going to open the season as a starter, but he hasn't played very well. He's not very good. You draft the guy, second overall, yeah. you got to play him. 
I'm a big believer that I would start him on opening day. I know they won't. That's not the John Fox way. He's too conservative. But at some point, maybe week three, four, you will see Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback for the for the Bears. I almost feel like just pull the Band-Aid off, toss him out there, and let him start week one. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And everybody says, well, you might mess with his psyche. If you're messing with his psyche, you drafted the wrong guy. I mean, and not only – and you traded up to take him, like – and like right. he, and he's and he's looked good. And Pete, like, Glennon's bad. Terrible. Like he's Terrible. Like, he's not good. Like, why would they have ever in a million years paid him that money? <laughs> it's why? really like – I mean, it's, it, it might be one of the worst decisions that we've seen. Well, Osweiler a year ago, and now that one. Oh, Osweiler's worse because because the Texans didn't hedge their bet with Osweiler. The Bears at right. least hedged it with with Trubisky. Right, but they're two bad ones in a row. It's two big, tall quarterbacks with strong arms who can't hit the broadside of a barn. Um, he couldn't float in Lake Michigan if he was standing on the shore. That, like he could be in a boat and wouldn't hit Lake Michigan. It was terrible. Ball, the ball would fall probably into the boat that he was standing in. Um, Trubisky, this year's number two pick. Last year's number one pick, and you kind of know where I stand on this. I love me some Jared Goff. Uh, I love the Sammy Watkins trade. I'm driving the Jared Goff bandwagon. I think he's going to have a big year. Rams seven or eight wins this year, way over the five and a half total. Um, the battle for L.A., Pete, the Chargers and Rams in the preseason here. Maybe they'll get a combined, I don't know, 15,000 fans at this game. But uh, what are you looking for from Goff and the Rams offense here against San Diego, San Diego against the Chargers' first-team defense? Well, here, here's what... I want to see, and I watched them practice together for two for for a day when I was out there. And one of the things you noticed was the improved Rams offensive line. And getting Andrew Whitworth and John Sullivan, the center John Sullivan, the left tackle Andrew Whitworth, has really upgraded their line. But the work they got those that day was really good. You had Melvin Ingram and Joey Boza working against the tackles, uh, Havenstein and, and Whitworth, and that was good work. So in this game, I want to see. That offensive line against that San Diego, that San Diego, that Los Angeles pass rush, that will be impressive. Uh, also, I want to see golf stand in there. You know, that's the one thing that Sean McVay told me when I was there. He said, you know, we went back and watched all his games last year. And when we did, the one thing that stood out, his eye level never came down. Young quarterbacks have a tendency to drop their eyes and they start looking at the rush and they don't see guys coming open and they don't anticipate guys coming open. They said, Jared Goff, for all the faults he had last year, that was one thing that he never did was drop his eye level. And and to me, that's important. And that's why you've seen growth from him. I'm with you. I'm on the Jared Goff bandwagon, too. I think the kid – and you know what? I, I told you this last week. He comes in. We talk to him. He's got the swagger. He walks in like he's a I, – I told him. I said, you're a cocky kid, man. Did he, he goes, like well, it? What did, do you expect? Did he like that when you said that? Yes. Because, like, you remember Hard Knocks last year was with the Rams, and, like, you got the sense that Goff was, like, a fish out of water a little bit last year. So it's no. So a diametric no. change this him, year. I talked to him coming out of the draft, and I told him, I said, hey, dude, you threw some uh, – we were sitting there after the, at the Super Bowl. We have our Super Bowl set there. He came through. I said, "You, I watch you a lot in college because I went to school at Arizona State. I'm a Pac-12 guy. I stay up and watch you. I said, you threw some interceptions now. You, He goes, I'm going to take my chances now. And I, I sat there, and I said – that's what I wanted to hear. I don't, you know, I've had many a quarterback over the years, Nick, tell me I can throw 19, 20 touchdown passes and only four interceptions, but I'm not taking my shots. You want your quarterback to take your shots. I'd rather have 35 and 13 than 20 and four. You know what I mean? Well, that's like the old, like, like when, uh, when, when Phil Sims, when he was the starting quarterback for the Giants and he was so, so shell shocked by Parcells, it finally reached the point where Bill trusted him enough where it just said, go out there and just wing it. 
and you throw an interception, get back out there and wing it again. And I think that's ultimately what you're looking for at the position, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You got to be able to throw the ball around. And Goff will, will take those shots. I like it. And he looked good. He looked really good last week. He looked good the work I watched him out there when I was out there for two days. I think he's going to be much improved. You know what's funny? Like, we spent all this time after the um, after the Rams and Raiders left Los Angeles talking about how the NFL – needs to have a team in the in the nation's second largest media market. And now that two teams are there, you get the sense that no one really gives a damn. When you were out there, what was the – were there a lot of fans in attendance? Like what sort of sense did you get about the imprint that the Rams and Chargers may or not be making in the City of Angels? Oh, no. The, the day they worked out at the at Cal Irvine, that they had a night – and well, it was an evening, 5.30 practice. It was packed. It was packed. There were tre- the, the lots all filled up. You had the park. Ask Jason Lockerford was there with me. It was packed. There were a ton of fans there. And the day I went to the Chargers practice, which was the Friday, uh, I went to their practice and they practice in this old, this, it's a nice facility. It's a park, uh, in, in Costa Mesa, but they've made it into a nice facility. Tons of fans there, food trucks. Yeah. So they don't, they haven't gone to the games yet at the stadium, but they're supposedly sold out. But take a look How could they not the sell out? It's like a thirty. It's like a thirty seat capacity. Of course, they're going to. And they're sell very out. expensive tickets, by the way. Very expensive. They. I mean, each like price to, to, to define tickets, expensive. Four hundred dollars, three hundred, four hundred dollars. I think for one ticket to a Chargers I game. So. I think so. No it's one. Outrageous. No one's. No one's going to go to these games. They sold them all. Like the, for three and four hundred dollars a pop. I'm telling you, they're 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 unbelievably. I'm not sure the exact price, but that's what somebody told me they were that. It's ridiculous. I mean, you you couldn't pay me three four hundred dollars. It's at the StubHub Center. Yeah. You know what's funny? Like like with the way things have changed, I think this is a quick aside. You know, given what you and I do for a living now, and like we're together every NFL Sunday in Fort Lauderdale here at the CBS Interactive offices. you actually could not pay me. Let's say I didn't have this job and I could go to games. You could not pay me to go sit in an NFL stadium and watch a football game there. I need to be at home. I got to have the fantasy. I want like five TVs, one on the red zone. Like, like I don't understand. Like three or four hundred dollars to go to a game seems insane to me in the year of our well, Lord here, 2017. Here's the price. There is a seventy dollar ticket. That's the cheapest one. Seventy is a nice amount of money. It is, you know, and the majority of the tickets, the the seventy dollar ticket is like the north end zone, high in the north. You know, up, there's no high seats. Every seat's going to be good there, but the seats on the feet, like in the lower bowl, every seat is like at least a hundred and sixty bucks or more. Yeah, I want. It's crazy. I want. I want absolutely no part of that. And it appears, Pete, that Hugh Jackson and the Browns. Want no part of Brock Osweiler. A shocking development after Brock basically pissed down his leg for the entirety of Monday night's performance against the Giants. So Deshaun Kaiser will start the third preseason game for the Browns against Tampa Bay. And Pete, you have to assume now that Kaiser, the clear front runner to start week number one against the Steelers. And he should be. I mean, again, this is a team building for something in the future. It's unlike the Texans who are built playing for now because they have the talent on the defensive side of the ball to maybe carry them to the, to the division title and beyond. The Browns have to build for the future. So if you're building for the future, you draft this kid. He's obviously shown something in the preseason. He's a big, strong arm kid. He can move around. Play him. Get on with it. If you don't play him and you wait to halfway through the season, those are eight opportunities for him to learn even more than what he would learn if he only played eight games. So to me... I love the idea of playing him. Hugh Jackson's a smart man. 
He's been a smart coach for a long time. I like the decision. Will Brock Osweiler be a member of the Cleveland Browns come week one NFL Sunday? Well, they're peddling him. I mean, they've been peddling him ever since they got him. Who wants him? I have here a, a half-finished bottle of Zephyr Hills spring water. Do you think I could send that to Cleveland and they would give CBS Interactive Brock Osweiler? Nah, you'd have to send uh, at least a case and maybe, uh, like I always like to say, a tuna on rye, no cheese. And, and we, I know we don't have to keep to keep um, harping on it, but like we said it a couple days ago, it's unreal to me that like this is the same guy that played pretty well down the stretch of the Broncos Super Bowl season before coming out for Peyton Manning. Like, how did this? Ha- he wasn't this bad when he was in Denver. Like, maybe like I'm not saying that he was Tom Brady when he was in Denver, but he wasn't like. Like this, like this horrendous, right? No, he was not this bad. It's kind of like he got the money and, and ran. You know what I mean? Sometimes guys get the money and they become something that they're, that they weren't. Like the quarterback and, version of Albert Hainsworth. Correct. Um, right? Take the money and run. The, uh, the Giants and Jets in the Snoopy Bowl, their third preseason game, their yearly third preseason game. Um, as a Giants fan, I am, as you know, unbelievably concerned about this awful, pathetic, Swiss cheese-like offensive line. Uh, no, probably no Beckham in this game, probably no Brandon Marshall. Um, so Eli's going to be under some duress here, and I have concerns that this offensive line, because say what you want about the Jets, I think they're going to go 0-16. There is some talent on that front seven, specifically on the defensive line here. I don't know that the Giants' offensive line is going to be able to hold up against Sheldon Richardson, Leonard Williams, and company. Well, they better. <laughs> I mean, that's good. You know, it's every week nowadays, you know. It's, it, you get all these good, great athletes on defense. You better be able to hold up. And it's not so much the – okay, you point to the offensive line, but I think I told you the other day, Richburg and, and, and Pugh are good players. Um, they need to get more from the other guys. No, but and overall, I, though, the line is bad. It's below average, Pete, yes. Pete, Pete, the line is bad. Like, you gotta look around the NFL. It's, it's not worse than Jacksonville's line. Pete, is the Giants' offensive line bad? Yes or no? Below average, not it, bad. Okay, if you have two good players on the line, it's not a bad Pete, line. Pete, the line sucks. They can't. They can't open the tackles up. Tackles suck. Pete, they can't run the freaking football. The line the tackles stinks. Suck. The tackles suck. And like, and like, I'm shocked that like people. And I know you like the Giants a little bit this year, Pete. They can't run the ball. Like, how are they going to succeed? When it comes time to play, they'll run the ball better than you think. You watch. But to tell me, what does that mean better than I think? Because Richburg didn't play well last year. I'm going to give you that one. He did not play that well last year. I think he's going to bounce back to be back what he used to be. That'll help the run game. Um, you know, look, the, the right tackle is not very good. The left tackle, he he's not near. Like the other day when Miles Garrett got the sack, that wasn't on Eric Flowers. First off, his guard knocked him off the off Garrett for he, one. He's not good. No, but he's got to be. Well, his problem is he doesn't work. Yeah, doesn't well, work I mean, I see, that's that's really bad, especially when you're taken with an early pick in the first round and you're expected to protect the blind side of your franchise quarterback. And look, I know I can hear people saying it already and see the tweets. Well, Nick, they couldn't run the ball last year and they went eleven and five. I, I might posit, Pete, that the the 2016 New York Giants. We're the worst eleven and five team, maybe in the history of the National Football League. Uh, you're, you've you haven't been wrong. There's been a lot of really bad eleven and five teams. At least they could. At least they had a guy who could throw the ball around and the guy who could catch it. There were a lot of teams that went eleven and five and couldn't do that. And, and look, and the defense was obviously the defense good. Was really good, but they can't. They can't. They, they can't run the ball. Like you can't win if you can't run. The defense might be 
might be better this year. I don't think I really like. I like B.J. Goodson. I think B, he's going to start at middle linebacker. I like them coming out of school. I think that's a good, good, fast upgrade for him at linebacker. I think that's going to help them. Well, I don't think the Giants, off the top of my head, have had a good middle linebacker. I know our guy they John, John because they don't put the priority no, on. No, Johnny Beeson was there for a little bit, but that was more of a cup of coffee. Since maybe Antonio Pierce was helping the Giants to win a Super Bowl back in uh, in February 2008. Uh, last big thing that I'm looking for coming up this weekend. The the George Fant injury, isn't it crazy to say that, like, in 2017, losing George Fant could really hurt the Seahawks' offensive line? Seattle's going to be a playoff team, most likely, but I worry about them come January. Can this line hold up? Can Russell Wilson stay healthy? Are you looking at that battle here, the Seahawks' offensive line, going up against that Chiefs' pass rush? Yeah, I mean, George Fant had improved. That's the thing that people don't realize. He was a former basketball player who barely played tough tackle, and he was thrown into the fire last year. He was a, you know, he was a little light in the ass. He wasn't strong enough. He spent the year in the offseason working in the weight room. He got bigger. He had great feet. I mean, he's a former basketball player. He was good. He's going to be a good player. To have him go down, everybody, they mock him. Oh, George Fant, that's a big loss. It is a big loss. And now they got to try and figure out what they do. They traded for Matt Tobin, who's average at best from the Eagles. Uh, they got the kid, Odie Hombo, who, who can step in and play, and he's probably going to get the first start, and he's done some things, uh, a third-round pick. So they have some guys. Look, Tom, they could move Jokel there from left guard to the left tackle, but oh my God. they want to keep the rest of the line intact. So it's going to be a season-long problem again. They will be a little bit better than what they were a year ago, but not much better. Uh, you know what I think that you'll find interesting as someone – like and and there and this is why like people will always say oh Pete's always killing Bill Belichick. You have said on numerous occasions that you think Bill's the greatest coach of all time. So like that's Correct. on the record. But um, as far as the personnel guy Bill Belichick goes, there have been some misses. The Patriots sent a second round pick to Carolina back in March for Coney Ealy. Now rumors that he's already on the trade market, Pete. He must have so much stink on him, even the car wash can't wash it wash it <laughs> off of him. You know, the car wash they have outside the facility that washes everybody's stink off. He must have a ton of stink off. I, I think I think Bill gets frustrated with him because you saw early in the preseason he was on the third team. That tells me he doesn't do the work in the offseason. He doesn't care as much as he should. And so Bill gets tired of that. He'll get rid of him. So bad decision to trade a second-round pick for him. And, oh, by the way, it magnifies a problem that the Patriots had, even if Coney Ealy wasn't going to get sh- uh, traded. They got problems rushing the passer. And I think that De- losing Derek Rivers is going to hurt, too, right? Like their, their third-round pick. And, 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 oh, by the way, Chandler Jones would have fit in nicely. I and mean, all the Patriots fans get on me when I say that. He well, they did, they, they did win a Super Bowl last year, so it's hard to I, really back. That's what happens when you have Tom Brady. He compensates for everything. You can be a genius. Give me Brady. I'll be the genius. If you give me Brady, I'll fill them all in. And I'll be the You call me the genius for the next 25 years. I, I agree. With, I, I, and I think the Patriots' problems may only manifest, Pete, come playoff time. Because you know this team's going to win, what, 12, 13, 14 games? I just think that the offense is going to be so good that it may not matter up until January. Because I, I see no way that this team doesn't put up 35 points a game in the regular they're gonna season. Score a ton of, they're going to score a ton of points. And, and they're going to be fun to watch. But again, at some point in some game or games, maybe in the postseason, maybe against good teams, it's going to be tight and it's going to be sack, fumble, game over in the fourth quarter. 
who's going to give it to him? Let's not forget Ninkovic retired too. While he wasn't a great pass rush, he was still a solid, good guy who could put that, put his hand on the ground and rush the passer. They got problems there. You like the Cowboys um, saying they're going to get Zeke Elliott some work coming up this weekend against the Raiders. Yeah, you don't want to take that long a period off from having football contact. I, I think that's a smart move. Whether whether the suspension gets reduced or not, I think it's a smart move. Get what, him some work. What have you heard on that? Anything new on the suspension on that front? It's, that so you it's think in the process happen? now. Harold Henderson is reviewing it, and it's going to go forward. I, I still think it's going to end up getting reduced. Like to about two or three games. Uh, any big plans coming up this weekend for one Mr. Peter Prisco? You know what he's going to do? He's going to work out and he's going to watch a lot of damn football. I can't, but we were in Vegas two weekends ago, right? Great time. Like, we love that. I'm in New York last weekend for SummerSlam. Um, I still have to pinch myself sometimes that I get paid by CBS to go to wrestling events as a lifelong wrestling fan. Go ahead. Call me a nerd. Go ahead. Do it. Nerd. Football. It's fake. It's fake. It's all fake. I accept that coming from the guy that loves Game of Thrones just like I do here. I can't wait after two weekends away to sit on my ass all weekend this weekend and just right. watch football. It's going to be freaking glorious. By the way. There was somebody sent out a picture of the four of us. Did you see it? Yes. Jay Cornegay, is yeah. that his name? How do you spell? Yep. From the, from the Westgate, where That's he right. says it's me, you, Clay Travis, and John Jonnet. And he somebody and he puts it out there. These guys are all in the con- whatever. And then somebody puts on the bottom there. Oh, nothing better than dead money in the contest. Did you see that comment? Well, there. Because the, here's the thing, and like I love Clay. Like Clay is a good guy. Like Clay's always been very good to me. But um, Clay is uh, a lightning rod, obviously. So once Clay got tagged in that, I got brought into like 15 different tweets. People go killing Clay for certain things. I just don't respond to that. No, stuff. but this was a guy that's like I looked at his thing. He's in the contest. He must think he's like the big shot or something. Oh well, Pete. Know? Oh Pete, you know how this is. It's like if you're in the media and you're in the contest, people automatically think you don't know what the hell you're doing. And those people are quite frankly very annoying, right? Very annoying. It's just picking games. Jesus, it's not rocket science. Well, I mean, it kind of is a science, which is why I'm better at it than you are because I'm not better at it. You haven't beat me the last two years, so obviously, so obviously, if you you're making a science out of it, you need to go back to school, son, um, because you flunk science. One, it's a beaker. You put your stuff inside a beaker. Remember that? You uh, cut open a pig. I I was never good at chemistry. I was never good at chemistry. No. Did you cut open the pig when you were in high school? No, my, my chemistry uh, involved trying to uh, trying to get dates with girls. You know what happened cutting open frogs. The, the day you had to cut open the pig? You told your mom you didn't. Mommy, mommy, I don't want to see the insides of a pig. I'm too soft for that. Can I miss school? And she sent you a note, and you didn't have to dissect the pig. Well, my mom would. When never... I dissected the pig, we wanted to get the, the Bunsen burners out and cook it and make a sandwich. No, no, my mom would never have sent that note. She would have made me go. And Pete, there is only one word to describe me, and I will spell it out for you. S A W F T soft. Um, yes, no one, doubt. One, one to ten scale. Your excitement for Game of Thrones coming up on Sunday night, the season finale. I, it would have been a ten until the last two weeks. I, I, we we touched on it a little bit on well, we had freaking Billy Brinson here, basically throwing cold water on what we felt about it. I hated the episode last week. I hated it. I hated the last two. I'll be honest with you. And so part of me is like, yeah, it's a ten because I want to see if they can redeem themselves. But part of me is like, okay, it's a seven because that's what the show's been the last two weeks. It's been a seven. Are you? I have some prop bets that Bovada actually has listed for what's going to happen. Game of Thrones coming up in the season finale. Can I hit you with some of these? Yeah, go ahead. Will the wall come down? Yes or no? No is favored, but but I think yes is around like plus two fifty or so. And here's why I would take no. Because the last time they had to battle with those guys, that didn't come down. So no. I, I think there's a good chance it will come down. I would I would say yes on that. 
Will John and Daenerys kiss in the season finale? No. Who will be sitting on the Iron Throne at the end of Sunday night's episode? Cersei is a slight favorite. I would say Cersei. And will a major character die? And if so, who do you think it will be? Ooh, that's a tough one. It is, right? Is the redhead a major character? Who's it, Sansa? The girl? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. would say Sansa is a major character, yeah. There's your death. Then not a chance. There's your death. I, I used to think I used to think she might sit on the throne at one point, but now she's too she's too meek. She's she's the death. She's you know what she is? She's a little mealy mouth, to be honest. Yeah. She walks around. <laughs> You're right. She is a little mealy. She's meek and she's mealy mouthed. They got. I told. Uh, I told this to Brinson. You weren't on our podcast last Monday, but I told this to Brinson on Monday. I said, "Well, you know what the Game of Thrones is to me? It's the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. It was so fantastic for three and a half quarters for them. <laughs> right. And they and they just totally gagged." Down and, and you know what's so funny? Like, like people actually say, like, well, like if you take away all that stuff, it was great. And I actually say, like, and if you ended the Super Bowl after the third quarter, the Atlanta Falcons right. are world champions. Like, like, right. like you played, like, like you play four quarters, like you watch a full episode. Like, you can't be like, oh, minus the four inexplicable potholes, the episode was great. No, it, it all gets factored in. All right, before we get out of here, yeah, Tinder, skinny jeans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I have not uh, worn lady, a pair of skinny lady, jeans in years. Sweatpants, an old man's car, things that associated with Nick Costas. Bing, 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 bing. You want a hundred grand? All right. Are you ready? The mean man <laughs> run, runs on a track surrounded by miners, gets yeah. chased off of said track by concerned parents, and mocks everyone and everything to mask his own crippling insecurity. Who is it? <laughs> what? Who is B. Briscoe? <laughs> bing, 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 bing. You win $100,000. Have a good weekend, buddy. I'll see you. All right, everyone else, have a great weekend as well. Remember, Pick 6 Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in. Leave that five-star review. Pete's very secure in himself. So is Will. So is JLC. I am not. Help me sleep better at night by going on there and leaving that five-star review. And you can pick against us, remember, in the CBSSports.com Pick Challenge, CBSSports.com backslash Pick 6. Enjoy Game of Thrones. Enjoy Week 3 of the preseason. And we will talk to you coming up on Monday.